Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, you know who's over there. My main man, Reggie. What's going on, Reggie? What's up, Ken? How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, all, all things considered. You know, it, uh, got a little bit of a, an extended break. Got a, a full weekend of not having to be – I mean, I watched some football, but I didn't have to be locked down for – three to four hours like i am if, if washington's playing on sunday so uh well i was locked down i watched we sports down. i watched sports all weekend man i watched uh anywhere from a little bit of college football i watched uh major league baseball playoffs yeah. right right um of course i watched some nfl games um i happen to really really enjoy the uh, sunday night football game between the uh, 49ers and the uh, hated dallas cowboys that's right, man. Say it again. Cowboy. That's yeah. right, man. And so I, I, I enjoy watching watching uh, them boys get drove on national television, man. It kind of bring them back down to earth a little bit because, you know, they were three and one, I think, going into the game. They had only beaten uh, the Jets with Zach Wilson, the Patriots, who were terrible, and then they beat uh, the Giants. All terrible teams. Right. And, and then they lost to the Cardinals. And so the 49ers were the first – real opponent and then they got drove by them guys so so it was good to see it's good good it, good it, way it, to cap it, off it was it, it was good to see it was good yeah yeah but, but other than that man i watched a lot of baseball and like i said a little bit of nfl football and uh so i've been enjoying the major league baseball playoffs here yeah um, i i have been i have been watching some of the some of the sports i, I watched uh most of the cowboys game and some of the uh baseball playoffs but i none of it have i been like locked into where i was like I can't miss this, you know, like Washington, right? Washington, my family knows it, it doesn't matter, right? If it's if somebody's getting married, well, they on a Sunday they should have chose Saturday. I'm <laughs> I'm going to be watching the game, um, right? No, I feel you, man. But I, I was locked in. I ain't gonna lie, yeah, don't, I was locked in. Yeah, all all my family knows, you know, you know, don't pass away on a Thursday because that's normally you know three days later is Sunday, and I'm not going to be there at the funeral. Nothing I can do at that point anyway. I might as well enjoy the game. Hey, hey you, know, you know, three days later, you know, it's cultural, right? I, I know. I know. It all, it all depends. It all three depends. Three days later, oh, no, we, I'll see you next Thursday. Right? You pass <laughs> exactly. away on Thursday, I'm going to see you next Thursday. Exactly. It's, exactly. You know, that's, that's uh, cultural. Yeah. But, uh, but this week coming up, we've got the Atlanta Falcons. The uh, uh, Do we even call them the Dirty Birds anymore? It's a whole new generation, whole new crew, but – I guess they still like to call themselves that for for whatever reason. I, I, I guess so, but you know their their rally cry more so is rise up, right? Uh, uh, whether yes. they call themselves dirty birds or not, that part I don't know. But uh, you know the, the old rise up mantra is, is their thing. Um, but had we played better and won the uh, the, the last week's game Thursday night against the Bears. I probably feel a little different about this game, but mm -hmm. given how we looked on Thursday night, I, I I'm a little less confident about this game. So so it'll be interesting. It'll yeah. be interesting. I mean, after you lose to the Chicago, the way you lose every game is concerning. <laughs> <laughs> you, you lose. Yeah, we we could win three or four more in a row, and I, my confidence might start going up a little bit, but it's not going to be as high as as what it was uh, prior to prior to that game. Um, but when I look, 
if I don't look at any kind of stats, I don't look at any records or anything. I see a lot of similarities in Atlanta than I that I see with um, with Washington, just at, at a high level, right? They 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 got a young oh, yeah. quarterback. They got a, a young kind of a young. Their, their, their stars are all young. The quarterback, running back. Uh, wide receiver, Steeder, tight end. Tight end. Um, they're, they're, they lean a little bit more on the defense. Uh, you know, we lean on them. They just they fall over when we lean on our defense. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's very similar for, on the surface. Um, and yeah, we're we're almost a mirror Im- image of each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so so yeah. But before we get into the specifics, just kind of going into. Uh, you know, some little little bit of news. I think we should probably discuss the injuries, right? For Washington, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So two, two, two major injuries. Um, one to a starter, a starting safety. They're both safeties, but a starting safety, Derek Forrest, Forrest. Um, has a fractured shoulder. I think is the way it was reported. He's on yeah. IR, so as as you know, that's a minimum four weeks to be out. But I think the reports have not come out with any definitive answer about exactly how long he'd be out. And then of course, all pro Jeremy Reeves, who is a safety backup safety, but he's the pro bowler, the main guy leader, the captain of our special teams unit. Right. And we need special teams. Right. And so um, he has a partially torn ACL. The, the suspicion with him is that he will probably be out for the remainder of the season. But again, nothing has been, been said definitive about either of these guys and the length of their of their injuries on the injury reserve. So, but those are two two key contributors to our team that we're now going into the uh, the not only the Atlanta game but the the several games in the foreseeable future where now we're having to play our backups. Right. So now right. you got the now you got the Percy Butlers of the world. Quan Martin yep. is going to come in and play a little bit more, as we know. He's not gotten any defensive snaps, just special team snaps. So we're about to find out, man. We're about to find out the depth of our our secondary uh, we, we going into to. going into what has already has been a questionable defense to begin with, and now all of a sudden we've lost lost some depth. Yeah, I think um, going into the season, we thought that our secondary might have been you know fairly deep, uh, both at at safety and cornerback um but they just haven't played that way right. um yeah well we'll we'll see how how they scheme up uh with atlanta um atlanta is definitely more of a a running team and more of a ball control team um it, it, it i mean they're probably going to look at, at tape against Washington and know we're susceptible to the big play, but overall, that's not their. They ha- it hasn't been their game plan up to this point. Uh, it's been definitely more ball control, and with that, taking some of the pressure off of uh, their quarterback. Um, you know, so yeah, just uh, let, let let you talk about that for a second. <laughs> Yeah, you know, man. Uh, again, as we mentioned earlier, the the these the, the Atlanta Falcons on paper is essentially what we are, as we mentioned earlier. And so d- they're undefeated at home. They're three and zero thus far this season. 
Um, we're very comparable, but man, they are about to uh, trot out. <laughs> you know what? What is most people consider a generational type uh, runner in Bijan Robinson? This is uh, this game, ironically, is the battle of the B Robs, if you will. Right? There's yeah, Bijan right. Robinson, and then our guy Brian Robinson. And, uh, uh, there, you know, there was a poll on Twitter, you know, who's going to have the better game. And, and I, I responded and said, I think Bijan Robertson, because he's featured more, he's featured Correct. more in their, in their offense. So I think he'll have a better game. Um, but man, that guy is, he's a generational talent and, uh, uh, on paper, this is, this is a pretty even game. I think as of the last time I checked, they are, they, they meaning the Atlanta Falcons are two point two and a half point favorite okay. over Washington going into this game. Um, so it's going to be interesting, man. Yeah, I, I think, um, and I don't want to go too deep into stats here. A couple of things that kind of stood out as I was looking over um, the, the their young, their young offensive weapons. Um to your point, uh, Bijan Robinson, he's averaging 5.4 yards a carry, uh, and he has 21 receptions so far. So he's he's doing it all, right? He's he's uh, catching it out of the backfield. Um, funny thing is, that with, with 21 receptions, uh, he's a leading receiver on the team. Um, and then you have, uh, you know. Over, over Kyle Pitts and Drake London? Yes, Drake London has 17 receptions. Bijan has 21. Um, and then if you go to the tight ends, the tight ends of, of Pitts and Smith, they have they have more. They have, uh, I believe it is 18 and 20 or 21 between the two of them. So, okay. so when you look at it, the... Uh, Desmond Ritter is is throwing to his back out of the backfield and hitting his tight ends more than his than his wide receivers, um, and so that, that, that's a checkdown game. That's a control game, right? Um, and again, this is this is what a lot of teams do conservatively, um, and, and they're conservative ways are only yielding them about 16 and a half points a game so you know washington has, has averaged you know even with our bad play washington has averaged 21 points a game um doesn't mean that's what we're going to do this week you know we may do more we may do less uh the falcons defense uh whether it's points allowed or um yards allowed are both uh number nine and number 10 on that. So they're in the, up, they're in the top third as far as defenses. And we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what uh, the, the approach that we take on offense and defense, uh, especially after the last couple of weeks, I'm interested to see, I guess, defensively how we approach, how, how we approach Atlanta. Well, what was interesting is, you know, defensively, as you, as you pointed out, they're ninth in overall defense and Washington is 26. Right. Which I don't know what the preseason expectation was for the Falcons defense, 
but I can certainly tell you ours wasn't in wasn't 26. Correct. Right. So Sam Sam Howe had a bad week, and the expectation is, well, well let's see how he bounced back. And Sam answered the bell. Uh, Emmanuel Sam Samuels had uh, Emmanuel Forrest, I'm sorry, had a bad week. The question was, how would he bounce back? Right. It wasn't great. Our defense has had four bad weeks, in my opinion. And they had a, had a mini bye week. And so now the question is, can this be a get right game for our defense, for our team, but de- specifically our defense? Because what has stood out here has been the lack of performance by our defense to help out our offense. So after this bye week, can they make the adjustments and turn this thing around? And and I know a lot of people have pointed out that Jack Del Rio's defense has traditionally been off to a slow start, but I didn't expect them to get off to a slow start this year when you when you understand that we're returning all but one starters, and this is the fourth year into this system. And I know they're doing a little bit more of the zone scheme, but for the most part, this defense was expected to hit the ground running. So the fact that they're getting off to a slow start is unacceptable, and it has shown up in a bad way. You know, allowing, you know, 30-something points during this four-game stretch here, and three of those were losses. Right. I, and I, uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm interested from a defensive perspective. Um, one of my – I guess it continues to be a criticism of Jack Del Rio is he's he's so – from the outside looking in, he's he's so entrenched on not making adjustments and not making changes to his defense. His defense relies extremely heavily on the front four, yep, g- giving a lot of pressure. And if it and if it doesn't, he doesn't make any changes. Um, he he'll keep going the same way over and over and over again, and he relies. With with that pressure, that means the quarterback doesn't have a lot of time, so you can get away with man man coverage because you only have to give man coverage for a couple seconds if you're if you're doing pressure, right? But right. if you, if that pressure isn't there, maintaining that uh, man coverage for three, four, five seconds becomes a challenge for for any cornerback out there against these you know top notch NFL receivers. Um, so I'm interested to see, you know, is he going to throw in some blitzes or are we going to be able to put the pressure with four to begin with? I mean, if we do consistently throughout the whole game, then Jack Del Rio can do what he wants. But if we, if we don't, then Del Rio, are are you going to make any adjustments? Are you going to stick to man? Are you going to play in a zone zone gives everybody a little more time, gives a little, everybody a little more comfort to be you can be off by a step on your zone and they catch it, but they don't kill you for the, for these big plays. Um, and you know, what are you, what are you doing with the, with the linebackers? Um, you know, I, I am purposely today wearing an old linebacker, uh, Arrington of our Arrington shirt, because with our tight ends that we're going to be going up against our tight ends and, uh, Bijan Robinson, our linebackers, they got their work cut out this week, right? I, I don't know if you if they're going to be what what's he, is he going to bring up a safety to uh, keep track of the, the the tight ends and the and the running back. Um, 
what whatever they're doing, the linebackers better be ready to run with these. I'll say with these three guys, uh, with Robinson, Pitts, and Smith. So, again, th- this is this is a different game on what we're going to see um, versus the the other games. I think you're going to see our our tight ends. I'm sorry, we're going to see our linebackers potentially getting burned. And, and and burn might and burn might be an over exaggeration. You're going to see catches being made on them, and we're going to be very frustrated because. And it's not that they're necessarily playing bad. They might play bad. They might play good. But you got to recognize where Atlanta is tack, attacking, and that's going to be against primarily our linebackers based off of their tight ends and running back. Well, well, and that, and that may be true. And I don't know, you know, how this is all going to play out. And so you made the comment about blitzing and you're right jack doesn't do a lot of blitzing in his in his game planning and i'll be honest i don't know if this is the week for blitzing and i say that from the perspective of atlanta is 21st in passing offensively and they're 12th in rushing so they run the ball and for obvious reasons right again we just talked about b john robinson but they're 21st in passing and so and their average is 195 yards per game. So there's not a lot of passing during the air. So they they depend on the run game. Play action is comes off of the run game. So when you have a, a running game, a run game, and a stud running back, is this the game for blitzing as opposed to you need your linebackers to step up and really and really have have, have themselves a game? Um, but to your point, it's going to be very interesting to see what adjustment and what type of scheme that Jake Jack Del Rio uh, deploys on Sunday? Because I'm gonna tell you, man, I I don't know. I'll take that back. I know this fan base is not gonna do well with a four straight loss. It's one thing to have four losses over a period of X number of games. You know, you could be eight and four, right? Six and four. But there's no way this team could be two and four with four straight losses. That's right. going to be a huge, huge problem. Yeah. I know a lot of people were making a big deal about, um, you know, Magic Johnson's tweet compared to what, what was it? What I'm going to call a snapshot of Josh Harris in the booth, seemingly not frustrated about the game. You know. I, I don't get caught up in that, man. I mean, at the moment, we don't know who he was talking to, what he was talking about, but the camera hap- happens to catch the owner. The guy just in- just invested $6 billion into something, and people want to act like he doesn't give a damn. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> if jo- and I'm going to just put it this way. If Josh Harris had $6 billion sitting around, you don't need – 20 other investors. So clearly he invested some money and he invested quite a bit of money, which is why he's the majority owner. However, $6 billion is what he has put himself out there to invest. And people want to act like, nah, he doesn't even care about the product on the field. People come on, come on. Right. Everybody knows that this was a, this was a year for the ownership group to get a glimpse get a look behind the scenes. I mean, for crying out loud, they purchased the team. The sale of the team went final roughly a month before the season started. 
There's not a lot they could do. So no, they're going to they do an evaluate. Right. They're going to evaluate this season, see what's going on, and then they're going to make the changes. I mean, he's doing exactly what people had an issue with Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider was a meddling owner, right? So Josh Harris decides to say, hey, we're just going to let this run out and see what happens. And now everybody wants him to get involved and be what? A meddling owner. It's like people don't know what the hell they want to do, man. It's like you, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. I, and, and you got to remember also um... – this is not his first professional team, right? He has seen the highs and lows with uh, the other teams that he's owned, right? He 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 knows what it takes, or has seen what it takes to build it to build a team up. Um, it's not something that's done in even in a season or two. Um, now I'm sure he he has people around him as well as the ownership that is there that, that have an opinion of what needs to be, what they need to see to continue on the path that uh, Rivera and crew are on. And you know, if he doesn't, if they don't meet it, then they're, they're going to make a change. I, I have zero doubt that Absolutely. if, you know, if, if we end up, uh, I'm just going to throw out a number, you know, uh, seven and seven and 10, there's going to be a lot of changes this this, this coming team end up f- at 500 one game above 500 and it may not be good enough to save their job correct correct right? i mean josh harris and his team got got on board with the new ownership and immediately they made changes to training camp they immediately invested 20 million almost 100 million dollars between change training camp the stadium upgrades and all the things behind the scene within a month of this of of the season, and yet all of a sudden they're not paying attention to what's happening on the field. I mean, come on! Right? And, I mean, look the, how quickly look how quickly they made changes at the stadium and and, and at the training facility. They right. went and talked to the players, and they've they made upgrades all across the board. Yeah, but all of a sudden they're just completely ignoring the games on Sundays. And and they and they, and they know what you know. I mean, it's it's not any kind of uh, earth breaking news here that wins brings fans to the stadium wins brings fans to the store to buy Washington merchandise. Uh, you know, wins has more people watching, which means more advertising dollars. Uh, you know, yes, they're there to make money and they recognize that winning and winning at a high level brings more money. Uh, you know, it's, it's a whole lot easier to have a winning team uh, when you, I'm sorry, it's a whole lot easier to get a new stadium when you have a winning team versus a losing team. Um, everybody wants a winning team coming to to their town, uh, to to build a new stadium. So uh, of course, but but these but these twin these Twitter GMs and Twitter owners will lead you to believe that they they know all the answers and they they can tell Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, and all of them what they need to do. But you know. The, the, Whatever, those, those kind of people will will change, uh, you know, as they say, you know, whichever direction the wind's blowing is the way that they're going to they're going to change. Um, for sure. For sure. And, and that's not that's not the way you uh, are, are successful in this league um, up up to this point. Again, the what we've seen has been small, but all the talk and. The approach that the 
current ownership group has. Uh, to me, they have the right attitude. They're saying the right things, even though they're doing little things at this point. I like what they've done, and I, I've i got no reason to believe at this point that they won't continue to do what needs to be done for Washington to, to be successful. I agree, and I'm certainly not questioning what they're, what, what they're doing and what they're not doing five games into a 17-game Correct. season. Correct. I mean, come Correct. on, man. But but anyway, we're getting off topic here. Um, in terms of the Falcons, right? And and we talked about what our defense is going to do with them uh, against their offense, where we have an offense too. And uh, so defensively, as I mentioned earlier, they are ninth in total defense. Uh, they're allowing average of two hundred and ninety-five yards a game. Pass defense. It's pretty good. They're only allowing 190 yards a game average uh, defensively passing. And then from a run defense, they're allowing 100, uh, just a little over 104 yards per game. So defensively, they, they, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're a lot better than we are statistically. Um, in comparison, we're allowing 372 yards a game, almost 100 more yards per game. Pass defense, we're allowing 239 in comparison to their 190. And our run defense is allowing 134 yards a game, which is about 30 yards more per average. Um, so where we're, be, where we're getting killed is on the on the uh, offense, I mean, on the passing game. Well, I, I, will say, I will say to that, um, you know, they've, they've played against two rookie quarterbacks. Right, they they yeah. played Carolina the very first game, so it was a rookie quarterback his, his very first game, and then they played Houston. Um, so they're, they're they're going against some, you know, some some teams that they're, are they're that not are going against all pro all pro QBs is your point, right? Um, yeah, well, the, they they played against Detroit, which is a, a solid team, and they lost that right, uh, uh, twenty to six, and then they lost to Jacksonville which some people think is a decent team. Some people are still questioning them, uh, but they lost that game 23 to seven. So I, I, again, I'm not, I, I think their defense being number, number nine, it might be a little bit of a stretch. They're, they're not a, they're not a top. I don't think, I don't look at them. This is what stats are deceiving. Correct. I, I think they are. I, I'm not okay. saying that they're a number, you know, 27 uh, defense, but I don't think they're quite the nine. I my my guess is they're they're a middle of the pack uh, defense that they've just played the right teams this early in the season. No, that's and, fair. That's fair because I certainly didn't didn't delve into and see who they had played um, as we prep for this, and so that's a good point, right? Two two games against two good teams, they lost, didn't do well, and then the two teams that are have rookie quarterbacks. They won and looked looked great against. Right, uh, that's kind of like Dallas playing uh, the New York Jets right. and beating them, and right. then celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. Right, right. So, so I get it, I get it, and so that's a good point. I appreciate you bringing that up, but uh, but yeah, but from an offensive standpoint, we know Washington is 17th in total yards. We're 11th in passing and 23rd in rushing. Now, to your to your point about stats, we're twenty third in rushing because we don't rush it. We don't run the ball exactly, exactly. Um, and Sam Sam does throw the ball. I mean, in the last game against the Bears, he threw he dropped back fifty five times, which is I still say is way too much. Right. But whatever, uh, Ron and Eric Benjamin wants to say that the game dictates a lot of that. So so be it. But 
Washington is 11th in passing, man. We're averaging 233 yards per game. And I think the offense needs to get off to a quick start on this game. I think they need to come out, and it needs to look very much like how we start against Philly. Our first drive, we need to go down and get points. Whether right. it's a field goal or touchdown, I, ideally you want a touchdown. But we need to establish that we're going to be here all day. So the first first drive, whether we win the toss or not, needs to, needs to be points. And then at that point, our defense can come out and try to stop these guys and then hopefully get some get some more points on our second drive. But this whole three and out to start the game, man, they can't do that against a team like Atlanta. Yeah. I think overall, I've not not that Washington's gonna go and and hang 30 points, uh maybe not on anybody this year, or, or not that they can't do it, but to expect it is is not realistic. But I, I think you know Washington is is good for you know against most teams in the you know a, a, a bad game might be seventeen average is probably I mean so far average has been they've averaged twenty one points so I'd say twenty one to twenty four points on average and it's a matter of, you know can our defense slow these teams down at all I mean if you told me that we were scoring twenty four points every single game this year. I would think that most games our defense would be able to hold them to 23 or less. Um, not they're going to hold them to, to 10 points, but in the, you know, in the 16 to 20 range and still every game would go down to the, to the last five minutes or so, but we would come out ahead more than we would come up short. And, you know, we've, we talked about it earlier. We'll, we'll continue to talk about it. Um, the, the defense just needs to, to meet their expectations and, and maybe they're after the third or fourth year here, maybe the expectations are, are is fool's gold. Um, but, but time will tell here. Yeah. And I don't know. We, I don't think we touched on it. And if we did, you can stop me here, but for the crowd that wants the ownership to fire run and fire Jack Del Rio, listen, man, it's not going to happen. Not, it's just not, not going to happen. It's not, not going to happen. Yeah. No, 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 not, not, not right now. Not coming off of the, the, the debacle against the Bears. Right. And unless this team goes on a six, eight game losing streak, even then I'd be, I'd be surprised. I think many people know that felt like most likely this was Ron's last year. And I think Josh Harris is going to give Ron uh, the courtesy to kind of finish this year out and the chips going to fall where they may. Um, but, but I always, I, I always ask the question, if they fire these guys, then who's next? Right. Right. Who's, who's next? Well, I, I think, I think to your point, I, obviously almost no team has somebody waiting in the wings to be better normally. Right? Well, unless you got a former head coach on your staff. Correct, uh, but I'm saying normally that's not normally that's not the case. You're normally not better off, with the exception of if you truly lose the locker room. And I don't mean just kind of a little bit. I mean like totally lose the locker room, lose the respect of everybody. Uh, th then it's th that would be a different situation. But that's not going to happen with Ron. Right? Ron's not going to lose. They, they may they may not win another game for the for the year, but he's not going to lose lose. Ron's not going to lose the respect of of, of of the of the guys they may you know halfway quit on themselves but uh that, that's that's not how ron rolls and that's not 
his relationship with the players. And that's not, that's not the type of players that he's brought in to, to give him credit uh, from right. a character perspective. Um, no, but- I, I agree. I agree. And, and me saying that they're not going to fire these guys doesn't mean that I'm advocating for Josh Harris to retain these guys at the end of the season. I'm just saying they're not going to fire these guys, despite how, how much displeasure we have of them as coaches and what they've done and not done so far this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit interested in, in how um, at, without going, you know, really deep into it, I'm interested in how the enemy attacks this defense. Um, I, I think, you know, the games that we've done well in offensively or when we've, when we've moved the ball offensively, it's, it's been getting Terry involved um, and throughout the game. We don't, we don't have to go big to him. You know, we're not, we don't have to go for, for home runs with him, but we need to have him involved and make sure the defense is keeping an eye on him. Um, and that, cause that's freed up other guys. Um, when he's been in, when he's gone a, a quarter or a half and it's like, man, if we, when's the last time Terry caught a ball, Normally that means the rest of our offense is, is struggling as well. So get 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 Terry the ball. Um and I, I like I said, once that happens, it, it seems like the other guys all of a sudden are, are getting open and there's some some form of creativity. Uh and whether it's creativity or whether when he gets going, that has safeties leaning over towards him, which frees frees up other things, uh, other receivers or or tight ends. Um it, you know, it, it remains to be seen how we how we approach this game. Needless to say, the we've not seen the production out of our wide receiver group, which, you know, during the offseason, man, we all felt like we had probably one of the best wide receiver groups in the NFL with Terry, Jah- uh, Jahan, and uh, Curtis Samuel. But yet we've not seen the production out of that group, man. And, and for whatever reason, right? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying that it's – one thing or another. I mean, you could easily point to the lack of protection, you know, Sam's development, all, all of the things. There, there, there's there's a litany of things here that can be contributing factors. But at the end of the day, we've not seen the production that we thought that we would see out of correct a a very explosive and very promising group at the at the wide out wide out position. So I don't know. Yeah, um, I I I, th- I think we're going to see definitely see a more balanced attack uh, this week. Now, granted, you, you, we, we get up by a ton. We get down by a ton, you know, that, that makes, makes changes. Um, but I think overall, I think we're, you're going to see a more balanced uh, attack um, with our, with our running backs. Um, you may, you may see this may be B Rob, one of B Rob's, uh, you know, maybe second, uh, largest amount of carries. I don't know if it's going to be his first, but uh, maybe his second largest amount of carries so far this year. Uh, granted, he's had a couple games. In the last game, he only had six. So it's so it's not, it's not going to be his worst, right? But, uh, <laughs> but, but, I, but I think we're going to see a little bit more running this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we seem to play Atlanta every year for some reason. Um, and I don't know if it's because they've, they've been finishing at the bottom of the division, and so have we. But seems like we play these guys every year, man. And... Um, I've been to some of these games and, and, you know, in Atlanta when this happened. And let me tell you, I remember the Kirk Cousin interception that was a pick six return. 
yeah. uh, for a touchdown when, when the Shanahan's was there, I was there. And uh, so these games are always seems to be a little close. And um, I, I don't expect this Sunday to be any different. Okay. So we'll, we'll see what happens, man. With, with that being said, is it that time, Reg? You know, Ken, I think it's that time. And they're, they're all happy. They're excited. Oh, yeah. It's a segment that everybody's looking forward to week after week after week. <laughs> Got the kids around because it's that time. What's your name? What's your number? And, and for those that don't know, this is, the, this is a, a confidence level. This isn't a score. This is the confidence level on how we feel. From 1 to 10. From 1 to 10 on how we feel about walking away with a win. The win could be by one point. It could be by 100 points. But walking away with the win, uh, Reggie, what's your confidence level this week, my man? You know, I, I – as we sit here, man, I still don't know what my confidence number is uh, because through five games, I don't know what our identity is, and I certainly don't know what team we have because in some games, we'll like Arizona and the Philadelphia game. Wow, we're pretty good. Right. And then we'll play, we'll, we'll show up like the team that played Buffalo and Chicago. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's going to get on the charter playing Ken and 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 fly down from DC to Hotlanta and get off the field and show up. I I don't know. So because I don't know, I don't know what my confidence number is. But since we love this segment and it's something that we do, and uh, to fulfill my participation in this, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go with an even five. So I'm going to say, because I have faith in this team, man, I have to. I've been doing this for so long with this team. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say six. I'm going to trust and believe because this is, this is very typical of Washington, right? We'll have a terrible game, and we're ready to burn it all down, and then they'll come out and play a hell of a game and make us all believe that it's, it's all turned around until the following week. So I'm going to say this is the week that they – turn it around and we see the team that I think we've all been looking for all season. And I think we're going to see a little bit of complimentary football on both the offense and the defense and they win this game. So I'm going to give it a six. Give it a six. I, I can, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Um, and everything you said is dead on, right? It, it's what team is going to show up. Um, yeah, if somebody looked into a crystal ball and said we were going to blow them out, wouldn't surprise me. Right. If somebody told, if somebody looked into a crystal ball and said, "Man, it's it's not quite as bad as Chicago, but it's it's not going to be good," it wouldn't surprise me. Yep. Right? I, I I think I I think the talent, as well as our mistakes, could could go either, either way with that. Um, I I think it's a a tighter game. I think we, to your point, you said we play better on both sides. I think we do play better overall. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we still give up a, a big player too, but at the end of the day, we're going to come out with a win on this. Uh, my, my number before you even gave it, 
I was already locked in at a six myself. Um, and I think it's going to go down to the end. I think, you know, whether I don't think we're going to be coming back. I think we're going to be trying to keep Atlanta from, you know, keep them from coming back. But I, I see us winning and uh, walking away with a win. And it, it'll be something that will go. It wasn't a perfect game, but it's something to build on for the rest of the season. That's my kind of my idea or feeling of, of where we're going to be at. At the yeah, end I, of the feel game. Like, I feel like we're going to walk away like, man, we needed that because, boy, we couldn't afford to lose that game. Right. It, it's kind of how I think we're going to walk away with this game. So at least I hope I'm right. I hope well, I'm right. But um, and, and for those that don't know or for those that are going to be there, Look out for my main man, Reggie, because Reggie's, Reggie's going to be uh, representing the, the knuckleheads in Atlanta, uh, aren't you, Reg? I will be, man. I'm going to be down there in, uh, in in hot Atlanta, the dirty south, as they say. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I'll be at the game, man. I'm, uh, you know, for some of these people that know me personally, you know, I'm originally from Georgia and uh, all my folks are are Falcon fans. And uh, so, yes, there's already been some trash talking. There's already been a little texting and yeah, you know, yeah. back and forth about it. Um, so not only f- for the team needs it, so don't lose four in a row. I need it. <laughs> so, so I don't so I don't get to hear all this trash talking because I can tell you my folks are pretty good at trash talking. Yeah. Play, and, play, uh, yeah. Win this one for Reggie, guys. If you, if you can't yes. win, it, win it for any other reason, win it for <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, I'll be down there, man. I'll I'll take some pictures, be on social media for those that you know listen to this. Please follow us on social media. Uh, we do a lot of activity on Twitter. Our handle is at the two knuckleheads. That's D A the number two in knuckleheads. And uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. It'll be fun, be exciting, and uh, we'll be doing our post game uh, podcast following the game as well. So so be on the lookout for that, folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I wish I wish I was there with my main man, Reggie, and, and some of the other guys that are going to be there. But uh, like I said, I know I know Reggie will be representing for us, but uh, you know, I will. <laughs> All right. But we will wrap this up for this week. I want to thank my main man, Reggie, as always. And appreciate uh, you, big guy. Hit, hit us up on Twitter. And until next time, peace out, knuckleheads. Peace out.